0: This is episode number six with Kelly. Even she shares with us her experience with narcissism, CPTSD, anxiety, and depression. And I'm your host, Stephen daef on Real People Honest Talks by Pave more to Media, paving the way towards positive mental health. A fair warning. Topics may include triggering contents regarding mental health, such as talks about depression, self harm, or even suicide. Welcome and thank you so much for jumping on with me. I just want to ask you will you let us know a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Uh, my name's Kelly and I'm a mom of five, five kids. I was raised by an abusive alcoholic father and a narcissistic mother that led into an abusive marriage for my first marriage and it was after my first marriage that I met my current husband but I still had a relationship with my narcissistic mother that just I just went no contact with her January 2018 and that's when all of this wonderful discovery started of trying to get my mental health back but as far as just general stuff like I love hanging out with my kids we homeschool so you know we're together a lot we learn a lot of things together I just started taking guitar lessons.
0: It's never too late to approach a hobby right? Yeah. I I just want to know because sprouting out from that sort of upbringing what is it that you've had to overcome or currently overcoming?
1: Well I had a lot of depression and anxiety which well, I went, through, I went through through cognitive behavioral therapy very well for my depression, but it didn't work on my anxiety because I did not know that what it actually was was CPTSD. So that's kind of the major thing that I'm dealing with now is I've, I've come a long way and it's kind of the CPTSD with the triggers and the kind of panic attacks and some of the anxiety that comes with that is what I'm still kind of working. The depression has gotten a lot better, but I needed to work on like self-confidence. So now here I'm 46 years old and I'm like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And that scared me for a long time to think that I don't even know who I am. But now it's kind of exciting. Say, let's take guitar lessons and let's, I'm trying to learn Italian now. And it's like, what you know, figure this out. Mainly anxiety, panic attack triggers
0: from the PTSD. Mm-hmm. that's a, that's an amazing progression in your journey uh, congratulations for still being excited to unravel yourself and find out more of who you are as an individual rather than basing your experience off of the past Yeah. I kind of just want to get a little bit more context so before you've established that, okay, the, the, there are things out there for me to explore about myself and everything else around you, how did you come about to that? Like, and at one point did you say, enough's enough, I want to start working on my recovery?
1: Well, after I went no contact with my mom, um, my father passed away in 2016 from lung cancer so of course he was obviously not in a part of you know in my life right from that point on but when I went into contact with my mother I felt really really free at first because she was a narcissist she was constantly weighing on me I was always walking on eggshells I was always scared I was doing the wrong thing and when I first stopped contact with her and stopped talking to her it felt (laughs) like I could breathe for the first time it was like oh my gosh like this is amazing but when Things would come around like when my birthday would come around. I don't want to hear from my mother at all. I don't want to talk to her, but it bothers me that she didn't want to try to reach out on my birthday, things like that. And it's like, I don't really want to talk to her, but it's still is weird to me that my mother wouldn't want to even try to have a relationship with me, even though I don't want her to try to have a relationship with me. It's a weird thing that goes on in your head. But then I kind of honestly had like a complete mental breakdown. For about nine months, things were really, really kind of out of control in my brain. I was full panic almost all the time. I wasn't sleeping at all. I would go four or five days with no sleep. And then sometimes I'd get five, ten minutes of sleep here or there. So as all that was going on, I just woke up one day and thought, if this is what is my life is going to be like now, I got to figure out how to get to manage this because I have kids that I have to be okay for. And, you know, I have a marriage that I need to take care of and I was not doing great through all of that. I made mistakes in my marriage because I was like constantly panicked. I was angry a lot, you know, things like that. And I was like, this is not good for the family. It's not good for me. So, I called a psychiatrist, and I went in, and she put me on some medication, and within probably five days, I was a completely different person. That medication just kind of stopped the spiraling that was constantly going on for eight, nine months, and then I was able to say, okay, I got into therapy, emotionally focused therapy, and trauma therapy with EMDR. It took a while for that to I think some people think when they start seeing a therapist that they have to go in and just immediately put everything on the table. But it took me a very long time to fully trust my therapist because she's a woman about my mother's age. And that was a little like, I don't know if I trust women at this point. So it took a long time. But once I did and I kind of opened up more and had done some of the therapy, I was like, okay. Now I'm at a place where I feel like I can try to figure things out. But there was a lot of healing that had to happen first before I could get to a point where I was like, okay, let's figure out who I am. I needed to do a lot of healing first to get to that point. And it was hard work, but I'm glad I did it because now I'm at the point where I'm like, well, let's see what we can do. Let's find out what's out there.
0: So, yeah. That's wonderful steps that you've taken and... I commemorate you for being able to identify these patterns that arise in different forms, uh, especially sprouting out from childhood trauma and making a connection with, uh, with an individual that's related to your past, because a lot of us have manifestations of our trauma in our day-to-day lives, and some of us are not aware of it definitely Uh, so i just want to ask you if you'd be willing to talk more about your healing and your general journey with your healing and what it was that worked for you the best and what not so much
1: um sure for me the main one of the main things of course is therapy and going through that process which is a process therapy itself is a journey and it's hard work and sometimes i felt like i am worse now i went to therapy to get better and i feel so much worse but i i kept at it cuz i thought this might be my only chance i don't know of any other avenue i can take i don't know what i'm doing it's time to find people that are smarter than me that in this area which i did so i had to i had to every day remind myself to trust that process through therapy and emdr that emdr has been Uh, amazing for me. It was very, very powerful. And at first, when she was first telling me about it, I thought, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But I also told myself I had to trust the process and trust the professionals. So beyond the therapy part of it, for me, music is huge, huge. I love to listen to music. I love to discover new music. When I listen to music, it's not just a song to me it's usually an emotion a feeling i can process things i can forgive people through a song i can kind of heal little bits of myself through other people's lyrics that for me just being able to listen to music is if i'm feeling anxious or upset if i can put music on that really really helps to kind of bring me down a little bit i've also been doing meditation Mm-hmm. I do some like guided meditations on an app that I have. I, I like them. I don't like the really long ones. Those are a little bit harder for me, but I'm still mm-hmm. learning. I'm still meditation. Isn't something you go right into and you just get it down right away. So I'm still building up. And I thought, just like I trusted therapy, my therapist says to, to try the meditation. So I'm doing that and I'm making steps to get better and be able to do it longer. And it does help. Breathing. That to me, when my therapist was like, I need you to start learning how to breathe. I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to breathe. Like I breathe all the time. <clears throat> she actually gave me this ball that like expands and then you can put, so she was like breathe in and like pull it out. And, then... and I thought, I am not in kindergarten. Is really... <laughs> I was really kind mm-hmm. of offended by it at first, but I did it because again, I have to trust the professionals. I started doing these breathing exercises like three, four times a day. I have my Fitbit and I have alarms set on my Fitbit for four times a day. And when that goes off, I do two minutes of just like breathing in and holding it and then slowly releasing it to be able to make that more of an automatic response in my body, which I really thought, okay, well, if I get upset, then I'll do the breathing. It doesn't quite work that way. (laughs) It is a good tool if you can get yourself calm enough to then start to to do the breathing, which is hard. So when I make it now a regular part of my day, uh, doing it four times a day, and if I feel any kind of slight anxiety um, using those breathing techniques, now I'm able to. The other day, I was very close to just a full-on panic attack, and I couldn't figure out what the trigger was. But I was just like, I need to do the breathing. So I started to just naturally, my body just started to do it as I felt that panic. And I was able to kind of hold that off. And I was fine. I didn't like have another one later because I was ignoring it. or I was able to kind of process it through. Honestly, music, therapy, breathing, and meditation has been what has been the best. And medication as well. I needed that medication to stop the spiral that was going on. Um, and now that that has stopped, I'm able to be wean, start to wean off of some of that medication. For me, because of the therapy and the work that I'm doing, I'm, for now, seem to be okay. But that's always on the table for me. Always on the table. And if I need it, I'm going to go back to that. If it's just for a short time like it was now, just to kind of calm things down so I could get to a point where I could work through the major things going on with
0: those are yeah. uh, those um big, big practices and I love your use for music. That's uh, that's that's a really unique way of doing it. I've personally not heard of being able to give patience to towards somebody else through a song, and that might be something I would like to try. Find a song that fits and. Uh, let it go let it go and i love how you also have multiple practices that balance you that balance each other out because uh, i also like how you almost forgot about the medication because to me that makes it apparent that the other practices that you do is more important than medication like you I mean you did say that if things get out of hand that's when you'll reach for the medication but what's the most important bit there is that you don't rely That on my right to assume that you don't rely on the medications
1: yeah I'm off of all of the medications now and I'm doing really 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 well for Great. me the medication that I needed for my issues was not there are people that that need medication because they have imbalances in their brain and that medication helps to correct that. It, that wasn't the case for me necessarily. I just needed that spiraling to stop so I could focus on healing stuff. I've been off of it for quite some time now and I'm doing very, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm better now than I was when I even first got off of it because I continue to do the work to get better.
0: I'm so glad. I'm so happy for you and where you are right now. Keep going,
1: Thank keep going
0: you. because it's leading you towards amazing things like you're just being adventurous. And it's, that's yeah. very special to have. I know you've given us a lot about your relationship with your family, but I just want to know outside of family, what does your support system look like?
1: Well, I have my therapist. Yes. <laughs> she's, she's number one. <laughs> I can you know, always reach out to her uh, in between sessions if I need to, which I've only had to do one time when I lost an uncle um, to suicide. And that was the one time I had to just kind of reach out and check in in between sessions. I have found online groups of other women who are daughters of narcissistic parents or narcissistic mothers. I have found um, people that I know that they would never really talk about things like that because they felt alone in it. And when I said, No, my mother's a narcissist and this is what I've been through, they were like, Me too. And then it, they were able to kind of open up and now we can relate to each other and we can keep each other on track. We can heal together. We can, and the main thing is laughing through it all (laughs) laughing and having a sense of humor and finding in all of the darkness that came with that, being able to find the funny to laugh at things. You kind of develop kind of a dark, twisted sense of humor, which I certainly have, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it also serves. If I can laugh at something, I can get through that thing. And I have people that have been, you know, other women that have been through the same or similar things. Um, And then groups, Online, Those people are, when you grew up the way that I did, there's a lot of things that happen that you think this has never happened to another person. The things that happen sometimes were so outside of the realm of anything you could dream up of doing Mm -hmm. that I was like, nobody else's mother ever did this thing. I cannot tell you how many times I've been reading a post from somebody and they say something and I'm like, Oh my goodness. It's, it's almost textbook. Some of these things that were done. Being able to see that that happened to other people, then being able to relate to that person and how they felt during that and how they dealt with that. And support system is a two-way street. It really is. Like, they support me, I support them. And then I just have my, my closest friend in the entire world who has been there with me through everything. So she's somebody that I can always go to. And I can tell her the things that I don't want to tell anybody else, the things that I feel like make me look like a bad person, the things that I'm really worried people are going to judge me on. I can just freely tell her, and she's just she's like, oh, me too. I was just the other day thinking this about. (laughs) And it's so nice to know that you have that one person that is going to be just accepting, you know, outside of your family that's going to be there for you and just accept you and love you through even the things you're doing that you shouldn't be doing and be patient with you as you find your way out of that
0: it's great to hear about other people's support systems and what they look like because like we're doing right now uh, whatever we discuss the listeners can do what they will with it Mm -hmm. and I'm sure there will be listeners out there that are that support system but don't know how to effectively support those acts of just listening and just providing it as a distraction I think it really go really far I love how strong your support system sounds and a, vi- a variety of people too because often putting a bird no it's not burden but offloading on some just one person can yeah. can be a lot so it's good to have like support systems in various like segments of your life and it's really important that we know where their boundaries are along with ours. I love how you mentioned about a best friend being able to have just that one friend that you can be so transparent and not worry about being judged. I, I have one too and it's, it's such a blessing. It's Brilliant. such a blessing. It's so rare. It's so rare to find people like that. When you mentioned about just laughing it off and think knowing that things will be okay as long as you can laugh. Laugh it off. I think it's very powerful. It's so powerful just laughing and just having fun like seeing the fun side of it instead mm-hmm. of dwelling on the negative because there's a lot of that already. So, no, I, I'm glad that you're able to share this because I'm sure it'll be, it'll be really useful for those that need to hear it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's like when you're dealing with um, any kind of like trauma and things like that, sometimes when I'm talking to her and she's talking to me about her own stuff, we have this joke because like we'll be talking about something and then she'll go, but wait. There's more. And it's like, she's like the, in, we're like the infomercial of childhood trauma, the sham Wow <laughs> guy of childhood trauma. We're always laughing about things like that. It's like, but for $9.99, you can get, you know, like, add to, to the package, and, and it's just a way to be able to kind of know that you're dealing with something heavy. But when you, when you're laughing, you are in that moment. You, when, you're, uh, when you're laughing, you have to be present in this moment. You feel it in your body. You can't be laughing and be somewhere else. You're right here. And that's a big no. part of learning how to kind of calm yourself and deal with things is I am in this moment right now. And I'm laughing with my best friend, even about terrible things. But to be able to laugh and do that is priceless. Is
0: it definitely is so my next question is I mean you've given plenty already in regards to like really insightful information but what would be your advice to those that are listening who's also finding their way in their journey
1: the main thing that, that I needed and it took me a long time to get there is that you deserve to heal that you are you are worthy of healing you deserve to be healed that you are a valuable person even if you don't believe that listen to me listen to other people that tell you that and just believe us for now you are worth it you deserve this when you find a therapist it's like dating you don't have to stay with the first therapist that you find you can call you can have a like meet them you can talk to them you can interview them and find a therapist that that works the best with you and with your issues, and that you feel comfortable with, and trust them. Trust mm-hmm. them because they know more than you know. And you, you, it's a hard, it can be a hard journey, not always, but it can be, and it's worth it. It's worth the journey to get to the other side. The really the only way you're gonna to, to see your way through this is to go through it. Mm-hmm. The only way out is through. I'm just on the surface of kind of getting out. I still have so much more to discover. I'm really excited about that. I want every single person to be able to heal and to know that they're worth it and get to the point where they are excited about what is coming in their future.
0: Great, great. That's an amazing advice because there's a lot of us that have literally, just like our trust like for others have completely dissipated because of our trauma. It's really important that you highlighted that it's okay to reach out for somebody because a lot of us have distrusted other people. It can take a while to rebuild that trust. It doesn't necessarily even have to do with the individual, but it's the general trust in others. And that could be such a process, like you said, and a big. It could be part a big part of our journey because I know it definitely took me a while to open up to my to my therapist. Yeah, it was for for such a long time. I was so reluctant. I was like, they're not going to understand. Uh, like oh, that's the thing that sprung back up. now, the question that I wanted to ask you. And it was about having others out there, like not thinking that there's others out there that can relate. Uh, because I know that there's that's such like a massive symptom in which it could, could really be crippling because we want to reach out to somebody, but how are we meant to do that if we feel like we're not going to be understood?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely through um, – just for not just therapists. First of all, therapists are going to understand a lot more than you think because they have seen and heard a lot. <laughs> but people – my thing to get in with people about a connection with other people that aren't therapists it was humor and comedy, was to I make see. a joke. Uh, You know, something like joke kind of about my mother and then other people would open up and say something like my mother was exactly the same way and she did this blah blah and we kind of laugh there but that little connection through humor is like this is the person that probably might understand what's going on so if you kind of just crack a general joke that's just a little touch of what you're going through (laughs) pay pay attention to the people that respond not just like a laugh, but people mm-hmm. that kind of have a story similar or pay attention to those people because there you can kind of open that conversation with them and then it can build if you're on like an online community or a friend group. Yeah, the therapist, at first I thought I was going to be too much for my therapist to handle because I did right. feel like I was such a burden on everyone, on the world, that nobody should have to deal with it Yeah. And I was afraid to tell my therapist things because I was like, well, now she's just going to be worried about me. And then, like, I don't want to mess up her day by telling her all of this stuff. And it took a very long time to be able to say, no, maybe she can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I finally got to the point where if she can't handle this, that's kind of her responsibility to say, I we Did need she, to take a break here or because I always felt so responsible for everything that it was hard for me to see where other people's responsibility for their own boundaries came in and it turns out I was I, I'm still to this day not too much <laughs> she's been <laughs> able to, to hear and take everything and and to be a, a good sounding board someone I can mm-hmm. say you know hey what about this or and I can't tell you how many times I'm like Is, am I crazy because and to hear a professional say no you are not crazy <laughs> was mm-hmm. a help so yeah definitely being able to for other people i used humor that doesn't work for everybody everybody's going to kind of have to find their kind of in with mm-hmm. things. for me mm-hmm. humor really works and reaching out and knowing that if a therapist can't when i when i first contacted my therapist she asked me if i had any particular traumas that and i said no and she was like, okay, because if I would have had any of those traumas, she would have had to refer me to someone else. Because those are her boundaries. Those topics would see too much for her. So she puts it out front. If you have any if you have any of this kind of trauma, I'm not the therapist for you, but I can certainly refer you to someone. So that was kinda up out in the front and it worked well.
0: I really like your trick of putting a light spin to a dark kind of sensitive topic because that's more of some people's styles they can't take themselves too seriously or it becomes triggering Um, so that's a really nifty trick and I like how you've given us a lot of context as to what it could look like with professional and social life like personal social life so thank you thank you for that insight so I want to know now because you've gone through so far in your journey how does it feel to speak about your struggles
1: I am a pretty open person and I find that the more that I talk about it the more it helps me in my healing process not everybody's going to be the same but for me as I talk about it and share things it kind of helps it in my head all kind of like no wait maybe this wasn't Me or maybe it kind of helps me organize some of the thoughts that go on in a better way through talking about it. But I am a communicator and an external processor. I can start a conversation with an idea as I'm talking to someone else for 45 minutes at the end of that conversation, that idea I had in the beginning, it's like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever had, (laughs) but I need to like talk and externally process it somehow and then I can kind of get it out and put it in its place. That has been really helpful for me, but also being able to help other people open up and see where if I say something and I see another person that kind of responds to that, especially friends that I have, that I see people in my community, it helps me to say, okay, well, they're kind of going through something similar and to be able to help them to, my thing is always like I'm helping myself, but if I can help someone else, while I'm helping myself, I love that. Doing like random acts of kindness and letting people know that you're there for them or that you see them because so much of my life I felt invisible. I felt like I was never heard, I was never seen. When you can look at another person that's going through something similar and say, I see you, I hear you, and you're valid, Mm -hmm. that to me, it's like there's that connection there. And it's healing to me is connection. It's, never, it's not just a solo thing. It's connection with a the therapist. It's connect, connection through the music. It's connection with myself, with meditation, to being in this moment. It's connection through comedy, to laugh at it, and then to see a person and have that connection where you can, is there something, I, can I just send a, a card that might be uplifting to them? Can they just know that I see them and I hear them? Can they know that I think that they're worth this? All those connections together, I think, is what really kind of ends up pulling you through. Trauma is hard, it's hard work, and I don't know that I could do that alone without mm. those connections. So
0: amazing! Thank you so much for that because that's so the little acts of kindness that we can so easily overlooked even as simple as creating a cup of tea or like a cup of coffee or just treating yourself to a slice of cake that could that could really be um just a pinnacle pinnacle point of oh i could be this nice to myself even if though it's really small so thank you for sharing those you've been you've been so great um And it really comes to show how far you've come. And I'm glad to be able to celebrate this with you. Um, So before my last question, where can people find you on social media?
1: On Instagram. My name is uh, Kelly Bean, 725, just like Jelly Bean, but it's Kelly Bean. (laughs) And then it's 725. And I just started a blog. I'm just using Squarespace right now. That is evenstill.squarespace.com. Great, Um, great. And I just started it. I've got, like, two posts up there, and I'm going to be adding to it as I'm on this self-discovery because it's about, I don't know who I am, but my last name is Even, so I get to play on that a lot. And... (laughs) I don't know who I am, but even still, there's something to discover.
0: I so love that.
1: I'm going to kind of just try to follow what I'm doing. And, and I'm not doing it ne- If people want to read it, great. If people don't want to read it, fine. I like being able to write write it out and to organize those thoughts. And if people end up connecting with that somehow, that's amazing. If not, I still do it because it helps me.
0: It's great that you know that you're doing this for you, not for the sake of anyone else, mm-hmm. which is, which is, uh, you need that in order to continue producing content that's just for you. It's almost like a diary entry, I guess, in a way, but with more organization, because usually with a diary, you just write it how it, how it is. Mm-hmm. That's great. I could add that onto the description of the podcast so if people do want to have a look they can they can so my last question for you kelly is if you met your younger self what would you say to them
1: uh first thing i would say is it's not you it's them and i would really press that they don't define you that you get to define you even if you can't do that right this second one day you're going to define you. All that you feel from what's going on with them is not who you are. And you'll, you know, you get to define you. One day you get to say, this is who I am. All the things they told you that you were, they don't define you. And you're going to get to do that. And you're worth doing that.
0: I want to echo that. I want to echo that so much. It's a wonderful message and I'm sure she would find high value from that because there's a lot of people's opinions that they're going to try and plaster over you because you're a kid Mm -hmm. and that is not yours that is not ours it's theirs so thank you so much kelly there's there's so much here there's so much here that could really be of help